podcasting nationwide and currently in a daze from the COVID-19 outbreak, I'm your host, Brian, and welcome to the first episode of Amphros Media's new podcast, The Gen Z Perspective. Currently, I'm a rising senior from Scripps Ranch High School, California. What is Amphros Media, though, you may ask, and what are we even all about? Well, we're an organization made up of international Gen Z students who strive to provide unbiased content about Gen Z's coming impact in the following decades. Our show is produced solely by high schoolers and for high schoolers, and will casually discuss current events, getting different perspectives from across the nation. Today's episode centers around yet another topic that I'm sure many of you have questions about. What exactly is COVID-19's impact on the standardized high school exams, and how will they even impact your college admissions? Should they still be used to determine whether or not you get accepted? It's time we find out. Even though higher-ups in the college system are a key part in the admissions process, the main people affected by the college entrance exam changes are us, the students themselves. Here with me live to discuss this issue are four members of my podcast team from all across the country. Would you guys care to introduce yourselves? Hey, my name is Shri. I'm from California, and I'm currently a rising senior. Nice to meet you all. Hi, my name is Dracaria. I'm from South Florida, and I'm currently a rising sophomore. My name is Matthew. Um, I'm a rising senior from Pennsylvania. My name is Kevin Cha, and I'm from California, and I'm going to be a rising sophomore. So uh, what do you guys think about the new online exams, and do you think the scores that we get should matter just as much as if we took them in person? Personally, I think that the scores should matter just as much because even though colleges are, even though the online exams are much easier and much um, less secure, students still have a right to take them and College Board provides them. So I think it should be weighted equally to other EP exams. Yeah, that is true. But one thing I was thinking about that might be a problem was that there are like so many variables that are out of the college's control. Because like, if you think about how at the school that Shri and I go to, at least about five or six years ago, they completely like had to make everyone retake the whole exam be- just because the seats were like two feet too close to each other. So that's oh, the yeah, level of security that. that they had before. But now I feel like everyone who takes the exam is trying to find some sort of unfair advantage, whether it be something as small as just having notes out while the test is running or from to just flat out having someone else take the exam for you. Yeah, that's my perspective. And I don't think that it should be weighted as much as a test that the colleges have way more control over. Yeah, like I agree with that for sure. But like at the same time, they're switching to a lot more like free response and more critical thinking. So although yes, there'll be some aspect of people trying to cheat, they're trying to do their best and they have like many measures in place to make it as close as possible. And like students should get validated for all their hard work. And like the good students who like put in the work should be rewarded as well. Just going off of what Brian said, this testing environment was like, it wasn't fair. I mean, how the test was executed, how people could cheat, how some people weren't accessing internet, how some people can get into the testing system. I don't think that this whole, this whole test was fair. And I don't think that colleges can, should consider it. Now that might happen anyway, but since this was controlled, I think that the testing system just wasn't fair. So it shouldn't be used. If you guys remember or like know the criminal justice systems like quota for the US, it's that like even if uh, a lot of guilty people are free, 
it's innocent until proven guilty so that innocent people don't go to jail. I feel like it should be the same system here because even though a lot of people do cheat and do get away with it for the online exams, there are a select few people who I know like will um, put in the hard work and study to get the score that they want and they shouldn't be disregarded. It should be like validated for the students who do put in the work. People who couldn't get connection or even open the test period. Oh yeah, um, going off of that, like I'm thankful to go to a school that was able to switch to online learning really quickly, but I know kids from other schools just in the surrounding area that didn't go online until a couple of weeks ago and they have to extend their school year to the end of June and they were totally unprepared for AP exams because free online resources are super limited too. One other thing that I guess some people might not think about is that it plays a major role in my belief that it shouldn't be weighted as much is that in general, the sample size of the questions that are asked on this exam is just way too small. Like if you think about it, last year or every AP exam that you take is three hours and 15 minutes about usually, but uh, now the exam literally finishes in 45 minutes and the whole school year being graded by an exam that's 45 minutes long just doesn't seem right or fair, even if all the other factors that other people are mentioning remain constant. And on top of just the 45 minute aspect, um, the questions were like so varied in difficulty. Like yeah, obviously students <laughs> yeah. compare questions after they take the test. And some people had extremely easy questions while others had like impossible ones. So I feel like that doesn't describe mastery as clearly. But. And I can relate with that to Shree because I mean, for the AP comp sci test, at least after the exam, we compared the questions we got and, you know, Shree had to do some stuff about apps and adding complicated things into yeah. programs. And I had to count the number of virtual apples that yeah. were dis uh, displayed on the screen. So I feel like there's a major discrepancy in that area. And honestly, the test can only judge you on two, like one or two units in that amount of time. And you learn like eight of them into March. So mm -hmm. I don't think they should just test you on one fourth of the year's material and call it enough to measure like your ability to do a certain subject. Like my A push exam, I could have just taken the first three weeks of that class and never touched it again and still do well on that DBQ because it was just like the first unit. They did their best in the time that they had, but I still feel like it's not enough to convince me that it's as legitimate as a, an actual exam. About the new online exams, some of the major public colleges in California, like mainly the UCs, have made submitting SAT and ACT scores completely optional for juniors and seniors. And do you guys think that's a good idea or a bad idea? I think it's a really good idea. Um, test scores are not a marker of your intelligence of any kind. Countless studies have shown that a high SAT or ACT score really only correlates with your family's income and lower income kids are disadvantaged by the system. And oh, I think it's totally that. ethical to make test scores optional. I actually disagree with you on that completely because I took the SAT and I didn't use any like tutoring resources or anything like that. I studied um, using free online resources and I got a fairly good score above like 1500. Sure, some people may think, may use tutoring and stuff like that to boost their score, but 
this is basically the only like standardized exam other than AP exams, of course, for classes, but this is the only standardized college entrance exam in the US. And I feel like if we take that out suddenly, then a lot more will be based on like extracurriculars and essays, which people can fake, first of all, and essays are very subjective. So I, I'm personally, I'm not comfortable with not um, making the SAT and ACT exams optional. I did the free resources study. I used Khan Academy and a couple other sites and like bought a book and I did not get the score I wanted. And I was going to retest in the spring and obviously everything's canceled. Um, and my county is still on the state home order in my state. Oh no, we just moved out today actually. But I was going to take the June ACT and it also got canceled. So I'm probably not going to have an opportunity to retest until the fall. And then I'm going to be applying to colleges. It's definitely a big burden too, because like studying for three months after like fully prepared, then it also uh, deodorates their other mental health. And then the focus on extracurriculars and like other activities as well, will like help bridge the gap between like uh, people and like really show truly colleges like what you're passionate about. Oh, I totally agree. Um, I don't think that that test score should not be optional. Going back into the people who weren't able to take the test or who were able to take the test and prevailed at that and the people who failed at that. I think that people who achieved good stores and who actually achieved to open the test and do it in its entirety are at a, a bigger, way bigger advantage. So even if, even if it's optional and even if colleges don't really look at it, they're still at an advantage because they still took the test and they still got the grade they wanted. I think the concession I can come to, like Matthew said that he studied and then he didn't get the score he wanted. So he wanted to retake it, but Obviously, because of the COVID-19 outbreak, everything is closed, including the testing centers. So making the tests optional for this year, I can agree with personally. But continuing on, like especially the uh, UC system has said that they want to get rid of the test completely in two years and then have their own standardized test in like five years or something crazy like that. So... Two years later, even after the COVID-19 outbreak, making the test optional, like you said, well, I can't agree with that, I feel like. Mm, that's interesting that you brought up the point about the UCs making, like completely taking out the SATs because for um, eighth and ninth grade, I believe that like current eighth and ninth, so rising freshman and sophomore, uh, UCs have actually made their applications test blind. So that means that Mm -hmm, exactly completely not allowed to post your test score in the college application even if you worked hard for a score you still can't do it so yeah i don't really know how i feel about that so <laughs> but i yeah. feel like the landscape for rising eighth and ninth graders when they have to apply to college is going to be totally different than what we have to like face and endure um there are probably going to be a lot more schools that go test optional or test blind like the uc system and mm -hmm. they could focus more on like building their GPA or like participating in extracurriculars than putting like hours a week studying for a standardized test. Yeah, I mean, if everyone has the same information that tests are optional and people start devoting more time to extracurriculars and stuff like that, I can see how the system itself can change, which is actually very interesting to think about because I personally have a little sister who's like only 10. So I just wonder what the landscape will be like when she starts applying to college. 
So that's yeah, it's like good. constantly evolving, like always. So. Yeah, but one other um, issue that this brings up is the question of income inequality for uh, when it comes to college applications, because Matthew has mentioned uh, some uh, studies have shown that the SAT mostly correlates with family income, so it should be taken out. But the other factors that play a major part in college applications, like your extracurriculars, I think at least, is way more dependent on your family's income uh, to pursue your interests when it comes to extracurricular activities, like music, art, those things. You need money more than anything else if you want to be successful and have something to show colleges that, oh, I'm really passionate about this activity, for the most part at least. But for SATs, I feel like the baseline for what you need in terms of resources and what you uh, need in terms of hard work is uh, completely different. So the last important news that's been going around is that DODEA uh, organization, the students there filed a $500 billion lawsuit against the college board as a result of the new AP exams because their claims were that for those who weren't able to submit the AP exams due to some technical difficulty or server overload, that the amount of benefits that should be given to those students amounted to a total of $500 million. So what do you guys wow, think about uh, this? The thing about the DODA students um, filing the $500 million lawsuit, I feel like it's more for making news and making College Board realize that they need to provide concessions than actually provide $500 million yeah. worth of um, money to the students. Yeah, that is true. I feel like the students there are actually just trying to raise awareness that mm -hmm. these exams yeah. have a problem. And if over the college board said in a statement that offended a lot of people that, oh, oh only 1% of the students who took our exams had a technical difficulty, but that <laughs> 1% amounts yeah. to like, like, I don't know, like 20,000 students or 10 to 20,000 students, which is what I saw. But to disregard that those amount of students just because the other 99% theoretically had no technical difficulties uh, is just not a good look. And for me personally, I, like, I know Shri almost wasn't able to submit ex his exam yeah, due to a technical difficulty. Yeah. And, the, and the only way he got it in was by not following the directions to, yeah. and refreshed his exam. And I know someone who spent the whole year trying so hard to uh, finish his AP chemistry and prepare for that exam. And he finished the whole exam with 20 minutes left to spare and spent the last 20 minutes pressing the submit button and ultimately couldn't even turn it in. So yeah, I feel like the college board really needs to step up their game when it comes to this. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they will do. Those were some really great points. Thanks so much for the discussion, guys. And there we have it. Give a big thanks to the crucial members of our podcast team, Kevin, Dracaria, Shri, and Matthew. Those were honestly so many different takes on a specific yet complicated issue that remains controversial to this day. Honestly, there were so many new ideas and perspectives that were stated that changed the way I see the admissions process, and I hope you as the listener can feel the same way. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Gen Z Perspective, and subscribe if you'd like to hear more. Remember to check our news site, Amphros.com, for more content on different current events. 
If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or have any questions, feel free to contact us. This is Brian signing off and I will see you in the next episode.